It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Rapine. Great to have you in on a Tuesday. So much to get to. Working on Andy Benoit of the MMQB Sports Illustrated. Going to get him on the podcast later this week. I'm James Erpine. As always, subscribe iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, they're posted at LockedOnBengals.com. LockedOnBengals and LockedOnBengals.com is your one-stop shop for all things Cincinnati Bengals insight, news, thoughts, and more. And on LockedOnBengals.com right now, Solomon Tetman has his Bengals prospect spotlights. Looking at offensive linemen right now, I wrote about Emmanuel Sanders and why the Bengals should trade for him. Steve Herman writes about the draft and why it's important to get this one right. And he looks back at Marvin Lewis's draft history, plus a look at Tyler Eifert and so much more at LockedOnBengals.com. And I know it's the offseason. I've been a Bengals fan my whole life. I know it's the offseason when I hear about how much money the Bengals have in cap space versus how much they actually have in Bengals' minds, in their minds. And Jim Osarski wrote about this today, for or yesterday, rather, for the Cincinnati Enquirer. And it's interesting because they're projected to have right around in the mid-30s of cap room, depending on where it's at. We're looking at $33, 35000000 million in cap space. But with the rookie contracts and with the money that they like to leave hanging for any kind of injury settlements, et cetera, the Bengals' cap room is $18 million. And they want to look for extensions for Carlos Dunlap and Geno Atkins. So odds are the Bengals are like, yeah, we're not going to have that much room to do much. $18 million is the room, even though the number's 35. And this is why it's frustrating for me and for you as a fan. Because it's at 35, you take out the rookie deals, that's fine. Other teams make that work. Other teams find ways. And the, the, the thing other teams would do, with even regardless of yesterday's podcast where I went on about Emmanuel Sanders and, and why they should go after him, take that out of it. Brandon LaFell wouldn't be here. Adam Jones wouldn't be here for his cap number. And Michael Johnson wouldn't be here. That's $15 million in cap space they could add. So even if they did it by their math, if they moved on from those three players at their current numbers, and you could always bring them back on the cheap, bring them back cheaper, they would have another $15 million in cap space, which, oh, would you look at that, would mean that they have around $33 to $35 million in cap room which would give them a chance to do my Emmanuel Sanders deal, which would give them a chance to go out and get a legitimate left tackle, which would give them a chance to go out and get a running back or a linebacker who's not past this prime. And if you recall, I talked to Jim Osarski last week on the podcast, and I asked him about Adam Jones and whether or not they should keep him. And at Cincinnati.com, they wrote that they should keep Adam Jones, and, and here was why Jim thought that they should keep Pac-Man Jones. I guess something, obviously, to be debated again in-house. The reason we went with that was strictly due to the fact that uh, if you looked at just this past year, no Bengals corner was healthy for the entire season. Obviously, we know Adam Jones 
only played nine games, six of which he played with a broken back. Drake Kirkpatrick did not play the entire season. William Jackson III, for as good as he was, missed time, missed a game. With the toe, Darquez Denard also missed snaps. It's one of those things where, at least for 18, um, the thought is, look, you need four corners uh, in this passing league. And while Adam Jones at 35 in September is probably lost a step, probably isn't as fast as he was, if he's going to be a, a sort of supporting corner, it's worth the sunk cost of, of, of spending a lot of money at that position. Um, I mean, that's what we're writing here in March or, or in February, excuse me. I think, again, as, as time goes on, James, it might be interesting to see how they view that $6 million uh, in terms of Carlos Dunlap, Gino Atkins extension, sure. or does someone is, is a player released in these next few weeks that they had no idea might be released? So you know what I mean? So I think that's something where it's a March 14th deadline uh, that they might wait till that point to, to really make a decision. But that's at least as of now needing four corners, the fact that the group they have hasn't really been healthy uh, for the last few years. That's why we thought, Adam Jones being around this team for 18 would be worth it. That's fine. I get it. I would get it more if they thought Adam Jones was the missing link. I don't think so. And I also think they could move him or extend him. How about this? Hey, Adam, that number's crazy. So what we're going to do is add another year onto it. Add two years now, Adam. But we're going to cut that number in half and spread it out over the next two years. You're going to get that amount of money, which you would not get anywhere else, but we're going to cut it in half. I just want to see the Bengals make the necessary cuts, movements, player moves, not be as loyal. Because, and you heard this, I asked Joe Corey about this, about their loyalty and seeing contracts through and how that's looked at through, through the rest of the NFL. He's a former sports agent. He used to represent players. And, and he said that that really has no bearing. It's all about guaranteed money that a player doesn't really look at it that way even when they're entertaining signing with the Bengals. Here's Joel Corey on the whole, Bengals are so loyal, they're going to see your entire contract through. Well, bird in hand is worth two in the bush, so players like the guaranteed money, and that's going to be what is more persuasive. Even though you are right that you have a better shot of completing your contract with the Bengals than you do with other teams, players like the security as opposed to the track record that the Bengals may have and keep him a player a little longer than maybe they should. That's Joel Corey, and you know what that tells me? That their entire process is flawed. <laughs> the entire thing is flawed. We are going to honor your contract. Well, the players don't value that, so why the hell are you doing it? Because that's how you do business? Well, it's not helping your organization as a whole. It would be one thing if players were like, yeah, I want to sign in Cincinnati because I know Mike Brown is going to stick by me. But that's a former sports agent telling you that that's not the case, that they don't look at it that way. So if they don't look at it that way, and they're looking at guaranteed money, and the Bengals don't give up a lot of guaranteed money, but are seeing through these deals, that's a flaw. That's an issue. That's a chink in the armor. And it baffles me, and it makes zero sense. And I look at it, and I'm like, because it's frustrating. And I know that was a weird sound, but that's true. It's how I look at it. What else would you do? Well, I... Maybe adjust it if you're the Bengals. Adjust your mindset. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, Stitcher, Google Play, and so much more. Hey, guys. It's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes 
It's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line or... Could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, Dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm serious. Because when I had Jim Osarski on and I mentioned to him, yeah, Jim, I think that they should look at maybe cutting Brandon LaFell or Michael Johnson. He instantly goes, eh, probably not. Here's what Jim Osarski said to that. Yeah, I, honestly, of those three, James, I do think all of them will be back. I think Adam Jones is the one that if, there's, if you're looking at veterans who are currently on the team, that may not be, and that's because it's a team option. There's really no, you know, it would just be really a free agent decision, right, at that mm-hmm. point. Um, I, physical way he will start there. I don't think he's being gifted anything in 2018 in terms of a starting job with a new, new O-line coach, um, but let's face it, um, there, aren't, there aren't any tackles. There are very few tackles in this league, uh, and he still has a year left on his rookie contract and a new O-line coach. I think they feel, let's see what Frank Pollock can do with Cedric Obwehi in 2018. At the very worst, you know he can at least play the, play the position and, and, yeah. and help you and be a body. Um, so I think he's, and then the other two guys, the veterans, uh, James, to, you're right. You mentioned the loyalty thing. I, they fit to me, the, the, that guy in the last year of their deals that the Bengals like to keep veteran guys who can still produce in spots who are, who are good in the locker room. Um, you know, I, I think really it's up to the new offensive and defensive coaches to maybe reduce their snap totals. I mean, Michael Johnson, yes, had five sacks last year, but should he have really played 60% of the defensive snaps while Jordan Willis played, you know, 30%? Mm-hmm. So I think there needs – what about all those receivers who didn't play at all? Um, so I think, I, I think if you can reverse some of those playtime figures, James, it, it, those, those two veterans, Michael Johnson and Brandon LaFell, probably have a little more value. See, I don't get that. I, I understand what Jim's saying. I don't understand that. We're going to pay you the same amount. It would be like I worked in sales for five years. And so I worked in sales for five years in insurance. And I worked there. And it would be like my boss coming to me and saying, instead of the 40 hours you're putting in, I want you to put in 25 hours and sell less than you're doing now. You're not going to be on the sales floor as much. You're not going to have to sell as much as you are. You're not going to have to cold call as much as you do. You don't have to sell. I, I worked in insurance. You don't have to sell as many policies as you did prior, but we're going to pay you the same. That's the same thing with Michael Johnson, with Brandon LaFell. They'll get more rest days. They'll, they won't practice nearly as much, is what you're telling me. The, the veteran days, but the, their contracts are the same. They're not going to get as many snaps, but their contracts are the same. Can I find someone else to play those snaps that's either better, and even if they cost more, or cheaper 
and almost as good? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. So the value that Jim mentioned, and I understand it, and I think what he's doing is articulating how the team feels about those players, I also find that flawed. <laughs> so you do you understand, like, it is so frustrating knowing, and call me crazy, say I'm a couch GM, whatever you want to say, but knowing that moves like Brandon LaFell and Michael Johnson and Adam Jones that every other team in the NFL would make, the Bengals aren't making because they're loyal. And that sounds great, right? It sounds really nice, but that loyalty isn't getting them any more looks in free agency. They're not getting any reward from that loyalty. So why have it? Players will understand that it's a business. Treat it that way. Look at it that way. And that, then you'd have $33 million in cap space this offseason. You'd be able to get a left tackle. You'd be able to get Emmanuel Sanders. You'd be able to make the Bengals' offense great again. You'd be able to get a linebacker maybe. You wouldn't be forced to take an offensive lineman at 12. You could look at safety or linebacker or whatever position you expect to be there. That's just how I look at it. So I want to hear from you at James Erpine on Twitter, at LockedOnBengals. Email me, James Erpine at ESPN1530.com. Is that process a flaw to you? Do you see the flaw? And it's silly to ask them to change, but by God, they should change and cut those guys. They really should. It's, it's unbelievable. That's $15 million. Who would you rather have? Brandon LaFell, Michael Johnson, Adam Jones, or Andrew Whitworth and $3 million in cap space? I'm just saying, that $3 million could go towards Emmanuel Sanders. Call me crazy. Call me armchair GM. Call me GM on the couch. Whatever you want to say, I think I'm right here. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Joe Goodberry this week. Andy Benoit this week. We're going to start to get some guests, start to build. Solomon Tentman, I'm going to have him on the podcast next week to talk about all of the different prospects he's reviewing. I want to get uh, a Rolodex of prospects so he can come on and talk about multiple and uh, check out his work, LockedOnBengals.com. Check it out. Locked on Reds is coming soon. I tweeted out the logo. Did you see it? Pitchers and catchers reported today, by the way. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It was quick, but will be normal time tomorrow. And until then, thank you so much for listening. I'm James Erpine. This has been the Locked on Bengals podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.